With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's got to 2-2 and we've still got more than half an hour to go. And here's Ozil. Lacazette. Ozil! Go! Hello, welcome to another Touchy Gunas podcast. It's your boy Dan Coogs on hosting duty. Uh, we got a packed house today, man. Packed house. Uh, got Doc, Doc Lee. We've got German Deasy. We've got the man LDN underscore Shabs. Uh, we've got SB Carboholic. Yeah. How you man all doing? How you man doing? Full pot, full house today. I'm in pain. Christ Christ is meeting. I'm in pain. <laughs> I mean, Sabia Pig. Why that? Why? We don't have the capacity. Why that? Why? This is business. Hey, man. It's, uh, the business it's been, is shit. It's been, it's been a long week, man. It's been a long week. It's been, I think, it was 76 days since the end of the, the Premier League season. We were up Friday night football live and direct, and our team just came to disgrace us. But before we get into all of that, there's plenty to talk about. Yeah, plenty to digest. Um, just some small, small housekeeping. Touchline Fracas live show this Sunday, 22nd. The tickets are out. They're going to be in the description of this video. They're going to be on uh, Touchy Gunas. They're going to be on Touchline Fracas, the link at shubs.com. So make sure you get down there. They're gonna, we're going to be watching the, the Chelsea, the Arsenal-Chelsea game. You know, hopefully we're going to be bowing on some Chelsea man's head tops, but... 
if you want to come bow on our head tops, then make sure you're there. Um, live and direct, there's going to be a free drink as part of the ticket. There's going to be food there. Um, and obviously, we're going to we're gonna be able to gist, the real gist about Arsenal, you know. So if there's opinions that you want to talk with us about, discuss with us live and direct, make sure you get your ticket for that live show. Um, can, can I just say, as a disclaimer, like, I'm actually quite sensitive in person. So if anyone thinks they're going to bow on my head top, we'll have a problem. And we'll probably fight on a day. So go and enjoy your burger and your chips. And don't come near me after Chelsea beat us with no bows because we'll actually have a problem. Because I'm yeah, I'm I'm touchy like that, literally touchy goodness for real. So don't 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 come with that nonsense. Yeah, and Doc, Doc, Doc Lira is a boxer as well, so you lot don't try it, man. Yeah, for real. He, he, he's probably gonna be ballied up on the day as well, so you'll know who he is. Yeah. Um, so lads, first game of the season, done. Brentford, 2-0. Light work for them. Um, me and Lewis did the, the patron piece um, straight after the game. You got our um, reactions live and direct, unfiltered. So if you want to go and listen to that, make sure you subscribe to the patron. Um, we're going to be doing the Chelsea post-match at some point as well um, after the after the live show, um, obviously. But I've given my opinion on that game. Um, but you four, we've not really heard from you. I know Shabs, probably best to start with you because I think... You didn't watch it live. You watched it after knowing the result. Emotions weren't really there um, when 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 you were watching it. So um, it'll be good to hear your thoughts about that game. Obviously, the initial lineup, um, then how you feel the game went. So we'll, we'll start with you. I mean, yeah, man. We had Jay last week. We 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 had some of that cloth talk about Brentford. To be fair, and I chipped in. I chipped in with a few things. About Brentford, my knowledge, you know, is that is 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 there or thereabouts, and I think a few premonitions came true. I uh, I thought um, Shandon Baptiste was gonna um, start a play. I don't know. I don't, I don't quite know what happened there, but he didn't look like they didn't look like they needed him at all. They did the business. They dunked on us, um, you know. And I I was quite I was I was impressed with them. Um, I don't want to take no shine away from them. It's not that they didn't play well. I think they were better in every way. But for me, it really cemented and solidified how poor we were. And I just saw things like, I've been talking about this every week we come on there. I've been on like three weeks, four weeks in a row. You've been asking me about pre-season performances. I've been saying, listen, this is nothing to write home about. I've seen absolutely nothing from pre-season, yeah. That gives me any kind of hope or any kind of confidence here. Yeah, these comments, any kind of hope or any kind of confidence that these lot will do well this season, that we've improved, that we've got better in any way, shape, or form. Um, and it was true. I saw absolutely nothing. Um, Paolo Mari, he absolutely frightens the life out of me. This brother is not good, man. This brother is not good. We've been talking about this time and again. Him, he's dwelling on the ball. Is just ridiculous. Like, you know, the um, situations that he gets himself in because of a poor touch or he tries to, you know, he's trying to do chops against Brentford players like within like five, ten yards of his own box and then like, you know, turns and then turns again and loses his under duress. He was getting bullied, man. He was getting absolutely dashed all over the place by, um, by is it Mbuma? But yeah, man, like he was getting dragged out of position um, you know, to go and cover or defend on White's side. White was getting dragged out of position to go and cover on Murray's side, but Murray was horrible in possession. Shaka, I don't think Shaka had a bad 
I don't think Shaka had a a, a, a a bad game. I just think he was really bad in um, defensive situations because actually he got forward a lot. Um, I think some of his decision making and where he decided to um, to to execute his passes when he was further forward um, was a bit questionable. But this is Shaka that we're talking about. Um, but defensively, in defensive phases, he just had so many laps in concentration. I just thought, what like what is this guy on? Like this is what we've, and this is our doing. This is what we've done. This is how we've decided to um, deal with him, and just kind of keep, keep, um, keep this situation on going, and you know, give him a new contract and reward him for this mediocre um, behavior. But he put us under. I saw him doing passes to nobody. Um, you know, I saw him like you know getting pickpocketed, not checking his sh- shoulders. He just thought he had all the time in the world. Um, you know, it was just much, it was much of a muchness with Chaka. Um, ben White, that brother, listen, listen, <laughs> that brother is not good, man. I saw two passes in the first five minutes, yeah, and I said, nah, man, nah, that's not it, man. Both of them just, I, I don't understand why we kept trying to play these long balls where he had easy, cheap, cheaper, more available options. Um, you know, one to Chambers. There was another time, the second time we could have gone inside to Lokonga. So I just think it was um, it was really bad from him. I don't know what's going on with um, Aubameyang or Lacazette. I, I said I'm not going to come on here and talk about Aubameyang no more. That brother's done. I'm done with him. He's dead to me. I don't know what actually happened. Um, why they didn't make the game? I just think it's, it's it, that that's a very very strange one for me. But. Um, yeah, man, and it, and it's obvious. Like all of the on-field problems just existed. We're supposed to have this set piece taker in there. How you get this long throw, and it just you know evades everyone. And Ben White allows it to bounce past him before he reacts like that. I don't understand. I said set piece taker. Sorry, this set piece coach. Like it's just like it's just that nah, and it's not. It's it, and I don't think it's a tad strong either, man. He's de- he's dead to me because he hasn't. Abramyang hasn't shown me nothing, man. Honestly, it's been such a long time that he's shown us anything of note. So to me, you can't trade off his past glories. Like you're as good as your last game, and his last games for us have been dreadful. So that's yeah. it. And, I, and I'm going to end it there because I, I can really, really, really. St- I don't want to. I want to end on a monologue today. I don't want to start on one. So I'm, I'm <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you, Shabs. That was um, that was extensive. It was brutal. Um, you said a lot of things there. I'm going to let. Uh, some of the other guys come in on some of the things that you said. So, um, <clears throat> uh, Dan, um, obviously, we've gone out. We've spent fifty million pound on uh, on Ben White. Um, I think you know people were sort of raving about this guy's ability on the ball. You know, he's he's got a good pass on him. Um, but you know, you uh, I think were probably one of the I guess strongest uh, opponents to that that claim. Um, and also there was question marks around his, you know, sort of defensive ability. So, you know, when we first heard the link, I think Leroy was one of them as well. Tan Callum Chambers, da 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 da. You know, this guy doesn't look like he's gonna be, you know, uh, worth the money kind of thing. So, Dan, what did you make of his first performance? Obviously, you know, he's playing alongside Pablo Mari. He's playing alongside Callum Chambers. Maybe he could do with better partners. But let's evaluate Ben White on the day how do you think he did i tried to be measured i tried to be objective but i also have to be honest and that performance made me absolutely sick like absolutely sick 
there's there's nothing to write home about um about that performance. He was getting fisted up in all th- all of the duels on the ground in the air. He was getting yeah he was getting a double homicide on the, in the duels, and then with the ball yeah there was a couple of times when he like kind of played under pressure played a decent pass, but as I said before. In order for this guy to justify being good on the ball, he has to actually be sensational on the ball. He has to be like Mats Hummels on the ball. This guy just looks good on the ball. Yeah, he looks good. They all look good on the ball. You know, like, can you win your duels? Um, what what else do you bring to the table? I think we've seen the blueprint of what a centre back in this league needs to look like. It has to be a six foot three, fast, strong, black brother. <laughs> and it's literally the opposite of Ben White. When I saw him, I saw him turn up for for his uh, for his um, presentation with Jesus Jesus piece dangling from his ear. This is when we knew we were in trouble. We were in trouble. And listen, I don't go strong in a lot of players, but Ben White, I'm sorry, man, fifty mil. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna chill on this one because we spent fifty million pounds sterling on this guy, and I don't think he's better than. Yeah, Gabriel, who costs like 27. I don't think he's better than Saliba, who costs like 30, hasn't played a game for us. Even if this guy's decent, this is this is gross misconduct of, of, of the, the resources that we have available. Like, it's just not, it's not on. And yeah, this is the first game. But this is also Brentford. What's he going to do when we're playing against Burnley? What's he going to do again against Chris Woods? He's going to dunk on his head top. Like, what's he going to, he's not going to be able to stop that. They're just going to play long balls in this channel. He's not going to be able to stop it. On his right side, he left Callum Chambers, who's not able to do the re- recovery stuff behind him. Um, he's not used to playing in the back four. There's so many red flags about Ben White. Realistically, to get the best out of him, we need to go back to a back three. Mm. But then we're losing an attacker, and we're already not doing well on, on that side. I think all things considered, that, and I said I like his profile. He does a lot of cute stuff. Like you know, I, I don't think he's a shit player. But for the requirements that Arsenal need, the requirements that a top six team needs, this is not cutting it. I don't mm. think it's cutting it. And I'll, I'm, I'm happy to be proved, proved wrong. But I, from, from first viewing and also before he even played the game for us, I was quite, quite strongly against the signing because it's too much money. I don't, I don't, I don't value the player's uh, ability in that, in that realm. And then also the Saliba stuff, I don't see, I don't see why he would play all, over Saliba. And then the prioritization in terms of what do we actually need to sign this summer? Was was a centre back in any human's top five priorities this summer? Nope. 50 M's on that. That's the most we spent this summer so far. And looks like it's gonna be the highest transfer um outlay we have done this summer. So why? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um very hard to disagree with anything um that you said. Sean, I'll let you come in on this one because obviously I think you were probably one of the ones who were more positive um about Ben White. Um so I'll let you come and and play devil's advocate a bit. I'm not gonna say, oh yeah, you disagree with anything that Dan said, but um I think we'll, we can let you come in and just settle us down a little bit about Ben White, you know. Let, let you, I'll let you be the, the, the measured one, you know. Oh Benny or you boo. Um <laughs> but <laughs> no no in, in all seriousness, yeah, I, I agree I don't disagree with anything Shabs and um German Dan have said. Like I, I do I, you know when we were linked, I said I do like the player. Um but I did also voice concerns at the time about his his is um aerial jewels, his ability to win aerial jewels. Um, you know, and 
at the same time also said like it should not be at the expense of Saliba because at the end of the day we spent 50 mil um on a center back you know it, it's now totaling close to 150 mil in terms of how much we spent this transfer window and we're, and we're no better for it so for me like I said I would have rather Saliba just stayed and we utilized that 50 mil to like either a top class center mid or some sort of top class forward that um the resources could have been used a lot better so I think he'll be fine in the long term but the question again is, is that the best utilisation of resources um, when we already had a £30 million centre-back? We've just sent on loan for a third time. So I feel, um, you know, unless, yeah, is going to have a lot to answer for unless there's a significant improvement. So good luck to him. Good luck to him. He's, he's, he's going to need it as well, especially in um, yeah when he's been used to defending in the back three. So, yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, it's, it's a bit of a worry because, you know, that's... Um... Ivan Tony's first Premier League game ever in his career. And he he basically had a jolly up, you know. He um he posts on his Twitter account, thanks for the kickabout with the boys. Do you know what I mean? Just literally taking a piss. And uh, you look at strikers that are sort of Premier League proven, ready. Dan, you mentioned Chris Wood, Ashley Barnes, um, you got Dominic Calvert Lewin, you got uh Romelu Lukaku looking, you know, um fit and firing. Um so I'm I'm very worried about a lot of these games that we're going to come uh, come and play uh, this season because on one side you've got Ben White can't win a header and on the other side you've got Pablo Mari who can't move his feet um as well so even when you're talking about you know these short pacey guys um we're probably going to struggle uh, with that as well so um it's not not looking good so let's move on to some of the other performances um Leroy. Hold on hold on camera guys can I get can I get a hello yeah, yeah, and and we'll come to you. We'll come to you. You, 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 you man can see me. Hi, how you doing? And moving like Kanye. Uh, yeah. <laughs> are, are you are you good? Kind of doing bad diplomacy. I'm wonderful. I'm wonderful. Yeah, uh, let me let me I'm shout wonderful. out Olo as well. My chickens are coming home to roost. Olo, how you doing as well? Is Olo even there? Hey, allow Olo anyway. But, um, but yeah, like, what, what were you saying? What were you saying? All right, so let's get out to business. Yeah, big and serious. My man has now spent two hundred million pounds at Arsenal Football Club in one year. Two hundred million, and we are a far worse team than we were before we started spending the money. Yeah, that's a fact. You lot are being very nice about this Ben White guy, or Benjamin White, as he likes to call himself. Yeah, let's be real. Will Ben White ever reach the levels of a Gary Cahill? Do you see anything to suggest he will reach that level of defender? Well, it's a tough one. Yeah, no. As a defender, I'm not sure because Gary Cahill could win his headers. Mandate there you go. 20%. Okay. <laughs> I think. I think. Twenty-eight percent. Fifty million pounds. Yeah, Gary Cahill, six foot three, um, proper, proper good. And defender. could play. And, yeah. and he was a good ball player. And he cost, what, eight million pounds? So. Yeah, Cahill could play. Yeah. Right, I, so I, far I off the bat, that's, that's terrible. Even when man says, oh, they think he'll be good in the long run, why? He's not going to get taller. You know, but what's going to get better about him? I haven't watched him extensively, don't get it twisted. I've seen a bag of videos of him getting twists up on the floor as well. So you're not good in the air. You don't look too clever on the floor, but you're good on the ball. The best I saw him play for 
Brighton is when I saw him play in midfield. And although he looked he looked like a good defender that's playing in midfield, he didn't look like a midfielder. And I even said that in the main tier left group at the time. Yeah, it's shocking business. Shocking, shocking, shocking business. There's no way he's worth 50 mil. He's never going to be worth 50 mil. And when Arteta gets fired and the next manager comes in, it's highly unlikely that the new manager fancies him. Because only wait. a certain type of manager is going to fancy him. And then what do you do with him? Because no one's giving you anywhere near that money for him. Ever. But the, the Ever. problem is, well, has anyone seen this amazing centre-back on the wall? Because I ain't seen it. No. All was missing. Like, I mean, yeah, if you're going to be a centre-back, that's that sort of rep for being good on the ball. You need to be breaking lines, going past, like dropping shoulders, going past people. Your passes have to be special. Like, you can just straight bypass the midfield. Your pass is that good. This guy can play on the ball and he... Oh, we lost him. We're losing you, brother. Every, everyone can play like that, like, in this day and age. It's not like it's the 90s where the defenders can't can't possible like everyone's comfy on the ball can drop a little diag here and there yeah i think i think that's true and i feel like as well and the point that was made um around his ball playing and how much of a difference that would make is that we saw plenty of games last season where david louise was playing and his ball playing made absolutely no difference to us winning matches do you get what I mean? Like, he, and David Luiz is probably one of the best ball playing centre backs in the world. So, I never really bought this argument that oh, his of, ball all, of, of all time, of all time yeah. as well. So, like, yeah. I never really bought the argument that yeah, his ball playing was going to be a massive difference maker for us. You know? Yeah. Listen, if I'm getting into Brighton with fifty million, I'm coming out of Basuma and Dunk. I think I'm coming out of Brighton. Yeah, yeah, I hear that. Dunk solves a lot more of Arsenal's issues than he does. Mm. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I um, said, we said on Ben White from I said the, the price tag for me like there's, there's no breathing room for this brother. I'm going to be on his neck whether he deserves it or not. Like I'm going to be on his neck. You can't come for them kind of fees and not have an instant impact. Yeah, no one can tell me about adaptation time or adaptation period. He's been playing for Brighton in the Premier League. You know what I mean? He played under Bielsa. None of them Brentford players, not one, had kicked the ball in the Premier League, not one day. He got absolutely ragdolled. 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 There is nothing that I saw about his Nothing that I saw about his game. That made that him say, is what, his brother's worth more than 10 mil. Nothing. Nothing. But that is what the club chose to spend 50 mil guaranteed, up front most of it, on. Yeah. If that's what you chose to spend the majority of your budget on and have your marquee signing, he has to be judged accordingly. And I'm not going to just judge him off one performance, even though, obviously, as people know, I was one of the main detractors of the signing pre prior to the signing. However, what I said before is what we've seen today. Because it's, a, it's another centre-back that we they can't do it in a two because he he's not up to it physically. He's not up to it in duels. Mm. If you're in a two, you've got to win your duels. That is the first and foremost. That, that is the like bread and butter, win your jewels on the ground in the air. You can't do that. And meanwhile, we've loaned out a six foot four centre back who can run, who is strong, who does never gets beaten one v one, who never gets dribbled past in the stats. And we've loaned him out to Marseille, and we had him for no cost. So it does, so he has Such to be not 
it's just crazy. He has to be so much better than Saliba that it justifies that decision for me. It, so, even if, yeah, even if you think White's better than Saliba, I think you'd be a fool to think that. Even if you do, at what point do you look at White and say, yeah, he's 50 million better than him? And one person being responsible for a bad decision I can live with. But that, that bad decision's gone all the way up the chain. It's gone all the way up the chain. Nobody said, hold on a minute. We're loaning out a kid that we spent 30 million on that's got every attribute desired to play in this league. He's already proven himself in France. You send him France twice, don't make no sense. He's already proven himself there. Yeah, that, that, that's already happened. And then we're going to spend 50 mil on a guy that, you know, was had his hand held in, in, a, in a free map. Back. Brian fans couldn't believe it. Brian fans were like, yeah, you're giving us 50 mil for a worse centre back. Mm. So no, it's, question, it's, it's, it's a joke. We got a question here from Sam Noah um, that says, "Does Ben White get any better with Gabriel next to him because Mary is a handicap?" Um, no, Sean, it gets worse. He's not winning his duels. That's the thing. He's not winning his personal duels on the ground or in the air. He's getting mashed up. That's a problem. Mm. You can't just bypass you that problem with another guy playing. See Gabriel, yeah, and I like Gabriel. But Gabriel's a front, a front foot defender. Gabriel, he's not, he's not leading the back line. White can't lead the back line neither, yeah. So Gabriel, Gabriel goes and he tries to put out fires and that, yeah. So uh, you need a defender to rein him in a bit, yeah, because sometimes he goes for balls he can never win. Like, but you need someone to rein him in. White can't do that. And if you got White as your defender that steps off, yeah, but White's tight in the grand scheme of things. And he's not got a good leap. So when he steps off, yeah, because um, Gabriel's engaged the ball, what happens then? And he's got no pace. We're bang in trouble. Bang, bang, bang in trouble. And then you've got a keeper that everything goes through him as well. Oh, Lord. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've got 86 uh, people watching live at the moment. Make sure you drop and, a like. And you know what makes me even sicker about that? is even though they're young, Saliba, if you look at him and you've watched him in France last season, his first instinct is to drop off. He's not a front-footed defender at all. He is a, a sweeper slash reader of the game. So anytime anything happens and anytime there is an action in defence, his first move is backwards to try and sweep and cover up and watch what's in front of him. And that suits Gabriel more than a Ben White. Or that Perfectly. suits <laughs> So like, it just makes no sense on so many, so many ways it makes no sense. And so on that on that point, I fully agree as well. It doesn't make any sense. And then even if you don't believe in Saliba, at least sign the profile that matches the other centre back. Well, what, like Ben White, his attributes, his skills do not match Gabriel. So we've signed someone now for fifty mil who also doesn't match Gabriel's skill set. At least find like a tall guy who's very strong in duels. We've signed the complete opposite. Like it's just non-central to it, and nonsense. Like it doesn't make any sense to me. It's unreasonable. Like we talk yeah, about things being unreasonable. <laughs> oh, I did I couldn't find that word in my in my in my German. <laughs> yeah, and I think it makes no damn sense. <laughs> and I think it's a really good point um, uh, that that's been made by David Eagle as well. Is that last um, last season was we saw Saliba in a very very young defense um, where he was playing next to um, Todibo. Um, and even before they signed Tadiba, he was playing the centre of a back three. Um, so previously, when he was at St Etienne, he was getting, um, you know, instructed on where to stand by, uh, I think it was it's Perrin, 
uh, as their, their senior centre-back. Um, but in that Nice team, Saliba was, even though he was the youngest in that that, that um, partnership, he was the one doing the organising. He was the one calling the line um, and making sure Tadebo knew where to go. So out of all of the centre-backs that we have, he's probably the only one who has shown the credentials that he can organise a defence because I don't really see Pablo Mari doing it to any great effect. Um, I don't see Gabriel doing it because he can't. He can barely speak the language. I know he he has no clue what Tierney's saying half the time, um, let alone what what Leno or Holden are saying. And we see. Well, we look at him, like, okay, okay, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I feel like it's it's, it's probably missed a trick um, in terms of communication. Um, but not we've literally not even seen Gabriel and Saliba play one game, you know. Um, and they they are two best centre backs um, on paper, but. Um, 26 minutes on Ben White. I want to move on. I know our heads are hot, but um, there's plenty to get through, plenty more rants to be had. Um, so we spent £50 million on a centre-back, and now it looks like, for all intents and purposes, um, Ornstein has confirmed Arsenal have reached an agreement for 24 plus 6 deal for Aaron Ramsdale. So that's going to be £80 million being spent on a goalkeeper and centre-back. So that finished that finished twentieth and sixteenth in the Premier League last year. Yeah. Um so I, I just want to get people's thoughts on this Ramsdale fella. Um I for one am not a fan. Um the moment I saw him in a Bournemouth shirt, I thought this guy looked fugazi, poor shot stopper, didn't see any real distribution, thought he was poor in the air, um commanding his box didn't really inspire his defenders with much confidence. He moved to um, Sheffield United last season for £20 million. Thought, wow, that's a waste, big, big waste of money. The same price that Emi Martinez um, went for. Um, and now he's, he's linked to Arsenal and we're going to pay £30 mil for him. This guy seems to be failing upwards, back-to-back relegation. So um, let's let's hear um, the panel's thoughts on, on, on this guy, Sean. I'll give you the opportunity to, to step in here, comment comment on this business. Nothing to comment, crap, move on, next. <laughs> on, on, on a serious note, I, I don't really have anything to add. The two years, like, like I think people are saying that we're reacting to him being linked to Arsenal, but I've watched this keeper well before he was linked to Arsenal and I've never been impressed by him. I've never been impressed by him. He doesn't command his area well. He's not good. Supposedly, according to The Athletic, his distribution is good, but every time I've watched him, it's not really impressed me. Um, You know, he's not a massive goalkeeper. Um, He's around the same size as Leno, so he doesn't command his box well. He's not really a dominant presence. I've seen him make quite a few couple errors leading to goal, so... I mean, for the fee, I think it's just outrageous. They said 24, um, Ornstein said 24 mil plus six mil in add-ons. He said the add-ons will be, will come when he's officially Arsenal number one, which I think is absolutely, it's just insane. It, it really, really is insane. So I just think, um, and you know, even if you wanted a homegrown goalkeeper, we don't even have to lit- relitigate the Martinez situation. That one's gone. There are so many other homegrown goalkeepers. You could have you could have tried for a Freddie Woodman. You could have tried for a Sam Johnston. You did not need to go and spend 30 million on Aaron Ramsdale. I think that is absolutely abhorrent. And you know, like I do not want to hear any excuses for Arteta about, you know, we couldn't get all the business done. You've chosen this is how you've chosen to allocate your resources this window. Um, as Anton has affirmed, you, you've come close to spending over 200 million in the space of just over a year at Arsenal. Do you know what I mean? You've been backed more 
than certain clubs that are not even, that are not even in the Champions League. I mean, that are in the Champions League, I beg your pardon. Do you know what I mean? There are Champions League clubs that do not spend the same money Arsenal have just spent in the last year. Do you know what I mean? So with that amount of money, um, I saw, you know, Chelsea fans were, ex- were expecting Lampard to have a title challenge, you know, and there are some people who are going to say Arteta hasn't been backed. He has been backed immeasurably, immeasurably. He has no excuse for me. So um, if I do not see significant, I mean, obviously I, I'm already, you know, not a fan, but if unless there's significant improvement, um, the fans at the ground will turn very toxic, maybe even as soon as Saturday, Sunday, I beg your pardon, and, you know, he could be out. So, so yeah, there needs to be, I mean, put it this way, one thing I will say though, I don't like the people that are going on to Ramsdale's Instagram and abusing him. I think that's, that's pretty much bang out of order, even though I don't really like the bread are not going to, you know, that's just jobless behaviour. So allow it. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're on mute. You're on mute. You're on mute. Yeah, I think I think that's all that's all um, fair play because I think you know Ant made a point earlier um, about Frank Lampard, right? And Frank Lampard, the first season he um, had a transfer ban. I know they added Pulisic into the squad, so let's give them that sixty mil. Um, then in the second summer they spent two hundred mil. It was that one hundred and ninety something million? Um, and so they they spent about two hundred forty million total, two hundred fifty million. Um, total under Frank Lampard and the narrative was you know Chelsea need to be um, competing for the title it wasn't um, top four will keep him in his job it wasn't um, uh, let's let's just get into Europe top six and I say if you look at our squad versus even someone like Leicester someone like Spurs um if they, if you add 150 million pounds of talent in one window, and then 200 million, uh, 250 million pounds of talent over two windows to either of those squads when Arteta took over, I don't think people would be, you know, saying the same things that they are about Arsenal. You know, they'd be lucky to come um, in the top six again. Do you know what I mean? So I think it's a real indictment on the manager that he's getting this amount of of backing. And I don't I don't think there is. I, I don't I don't think there is. And I, and that's that's my point. I don't, I don't I don't think we have a chance in the making the top six. And I think that's the that's the point though, and is that if this was any other manager, you wouldn't even be you wouldn't even be talking about top six. If if you had a top manager in charge with the squad that we finished last year on, and you gave them 150 mil to spend however they wanted. Say that was Conte, 
you know, and you gave him 150 million with the squad that we finished last season with, even if you, you know, Odegaard's on, on, on loan, he's not coming back. Where would we, people be saying is, is the minimum expectation? It wouldn't be, it wouldn't be sixth. It'll be fourth. It'll be third. It'll be second. You know, Conte in his first season, I don't know how much money he spent. I think it was like 110 million. Um, I can check that on transfer market. It was 110 million. He went one one game a week as well, and he put up 93 points. Is it is there a possibility of us putting up 93 points? No chance in hell. So, boy, it's um, it's a it's a big big indictment. I think big big. What indictment. I just don't understand is this is the most ridiculous attempt at, at squad building I've ever seen. So, if you're trying to improve and if you're trying to get better, you're trying to go from eighth to fourth or whatever. Why the fuck are you buying backups and increasing the floor of your team? You take the players who are not yes. good enough in the positions you want to upgrade on and then you relegate them to backups. And if you can't relegate them to backups, then you sell them. So instead of you going and giving Shaka a new deal, even if he has to stay for another couple of years, whatever, you go and buy a centre mid and you put Shaka on the bench. If he throws his toys out the pram, he will want to leave. Tell your agent, go and find a club for you and we'll let you go. No problem. All these Bellerin Chambers nonsense, you get a right back. You get They're not going to get any minutes. They will scramble to leave. Lacazette. Lacazette is a player who wants to play football. You go and sign another striker in his place and he's getting zero minutes and you make it clear he's getting zero minutes, he is going to want to leave. You've got 150 million there. We could have got the centre-back, the right-back, the striker and Tavares as a backup left-back. We could have done those for, for £150 million, and we would be a significantly better side than we are now. But no, we want to backfill and we want to buy Lokonga to replace Kenduzi, but keep it. I mean, fair enough, Lokonga's not a bad signing in isolation, but what is the point when we're trying to get better? We don't buy a striker. We don't buy uh, the right-back. We don't actually upgrade on any of the positions that we need upgrading on. Um, we, we could have got Odegaard as well, and that will still be under the 150 mil. So I, I just don't understand, like, who does that? It just, it yeah. seems so stupid. You know what? A couple of my, let me not like name drop like Olo, but like some Asian friends of mine say, you lot think all these people that work in football are special people. They're regular dons like you and I who've just got in the position with a lot of money and think, I think he's worth this much. Just the same way we just, they just. And they're literally just like us lot running Arsenal. Fucking clueless. Clueless. So yeah, boy, I don't know. I think I think the situation, yeah, at right back, for example, is an absolute mess. Like Leroy, you just touched on it, yeah. And um shout out to Will. Yeah, but we we had three right backs on the bench in that Brentford game. Absolute madness. Bellerin, Cedric. And Ainsley made the nose, yeah. He brought on Tavares to play Tavares at right back. It is absolute craziness, yeah. Bellerin, we all know the deal there. He wants out. Cedric was actually Demlot's guy. They didn't have to sign. They loaned him. But because of a gentleman's agreement, they didn't want to go back on their word, so they signed him. But it's evident that they don't fancy him because otherwise, what the hell is going on? Why is he not starting? Maitland hmm. Niles was out on loan last season, yeah, for the second half. Yeah, he's back now. Wherever. We're not using him today. It looks like he's still got this beef with Arteta. Um, so we played the backup left-back, came on first, ahead of all three of them. That is an absolute madness to me and something that I actually can't get my, my head around. 
I don't see a resolution to it soon either, but it needs to be one because for me, Chambers, and sorry to go back to it, but Chambers cannot, like Chambers isn't the guy for us at right back. And for me, seeing that Brentford game, Chambers, Ben White and Mari cannot start in the same defence together. No way. No way. Unless we want more of that, that we saw last Friday. They're impossible for me. These that will get dunked on, outrun, outworked, out jumped, everything, every, every single game. So, yeah, that situation is mad. You know, we need to also debunk, debunk this, um, this speaking of we need to raise the floor, etc., etc. Where the hell is this coming from? Raising the floor. We need to have better squad players. Because yeah. Tierney and David Luiz were injured a little bit and it didn't seem like the team was really good. The team was also not good when them men were playing. And also, who... that we, did, we, we, didn't go, we didn't win a game in the Premier League for like two months. Them men were there. Yeah, Tierney missed a couple of games. But them oh. them, are there. them are there. I don't understand what this raising the floor is. Please show me what team has become successful by raising the floor. So I'm going to go back. Obviously, we're going to look at Liverpool because Liverpool are an example. They got their first 11 patent and they go and win the league. Patent, yes. Even if you go and take, you don't even have to have the first 11. It's all about the strength of your attack and your ability to score goals. So if you go and look at that Napoli team, that Napoli team had Hamsik, Cavani, fucking... Levetsi. Levetsi. And then bargain basement shit behind them, and maybe Insignia when he was a, a bit younger. And then and and they and they banged it up. You look at that Monaco team back in the day. They had Mbappe, and they yeah, had uh, you bad it up. You just have the quality at the top end of the pitch to make your to, to really stand out. Make sure you can get goals, uh, and we've got the resources to have even more quality than that. You get your first team right. You get your goals right in your team. That's how you make successful teams. Who cares about who's coming on in the last 20 minutes of games at centre mid? No one gives a fuck about that because it doesn't make any difference. And and sorry, Dan, just quickly, on top of that, who cares about raising the floor when you're playing one game a week? Like, nobody actually cares. Like, all you need is a 30-11 and maybe like four, you, you probably need like about 12, 13, 14 players and the rest you can just pad out. You need to have... You need to plough your best available resources into having the best quality as much as possible. Yeah. If you... I mean, we could all sit here. We've spent the best part of 150 million. We could all recreate this summer with 150 million and we'd be a lot, lot better off for it. Do you know what I mean? Just because we would have ploughed it into... I mean, what really kills me is that in all of the signings Arteta has made, Odegaard and Willian have only have been his only offensive signings. I mean, for a team that... And Odegaard, Odegaard's... An, Odegaard's and, and Odegaard's... He's not a goal scorer. He's, he's not a goal scorer. Yeah, you know he's a mean? midfielder. So, so, okay, so, yeah. so even on Dan's point... Take that. Williams, the only attacker Arteta assigned. Huh. Arteta spent bought over ten players. Williams, the only attacker he signed. Yeah, and I he spent that. And, 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 do, do you know what, Sean? And, I think I think both you and Lira make really good points because you just look at it. Even look at you know Man United. Um, the the time that Ole's been there, I know people they've been on to them. Um, Edward were this, that, and the other. But if you look at the signings that he has made, attackers that go straight into the first eleven, it's none of this. Um, right, uh, Luke Shaw, he got injured, um, so we're going to make sure we get a backup for him. We get a backup after we've bought the established player in that position. So they're only looking for right back this season after they know Wan-Bissaka is able to play 50 of the games. Do you get what I'm saying? Um, they're only looking for, you know, forwards and whatnot after they've got people in other positions that they know are going to play first 11 
places. You look at Harry Maguire, 80 million, straight in. He starts every game. Wan-Bissaka, right back, straight in, starts every game. Um, Cavani, he's there, rotates in and out with Greenwood. But when he fit, he was starting every game. Um, Van der Beek, probably a funny one uh, to, to put in there. But I don't think the plan was for him to play as little as he did. They spent £45 million pounds on him. And I don't think they really had a place for him. But Bruno Fernandes, boom, straight in. Starts every game, he puts the numbers up. Sancho, when he's fit, he's going to start every game. He's going to put the numbers up. Um, so Varane, when he comes in, he's going to straight in. He's going to put the numbers up. So um, for me, it's quite worrying that we've not identified the places where we need to have these first 11 upgrades. From the very start, Arteta has been speaking about we need to raise the quality of the squad. We need to improve the quality of the squad. We won the FA Cup and they said, what's next? He said, now we need to improve the quality of the squad. But with his actions, this is not what I'm seeing. And I think there's a big um, paralysis at Arsenal, really, to move on from players. When we get offers for people, they're worried about, oh, we're not going to get the right funds. We need to renew them. We need to, you know, keep them here. This, that and the other. Because what we've seen in the actions of this manager and Edu and whoever's involved in decision-making, the squad building, is that we have had opportunities to get a lot of these men out. And yes. we have we have failed to take those opportunities. Maitland-Niles, he wanted to go from January. So you brought, okay. um, you brought Cedric in, right? Cedric, you then signed Cedric to permanent. Why are you then convincing two more right-backs to stay at the club? You need to move on. Bellerin wanted to leave as well. Convince him to stay. Xhaka wanted to leave. Convince him to stay. Rob Holden, he was out of the door. You know, convince him to stay. El Nenny. El Nenny. You know, this is someone who the club has been Not trying to said, Ornstein said, yeah, Ornstein said we rejected an offer from Roma, significant offer from Roma last summer. And they're, they're, I, they're, they're scared. I don't know what, what are we rejecting it for. They're scared. They're scared to take the leap. And now, obviously, Lacazette with two years left, he probably would have would have gone. I think um, now with one year left, is 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 close Chilean. now. It's close now. That now you're giving him the opportunity. Well, one year is not a long time, um, especially if he's earning 180k, and he can get that 180k or even more on a free transfer. Do you get what I'm saying? So now you put yourself into this position where you can't get rid of people. You know, we saw how hard it was to shift players last summer. Why would it be any easier after a whole year? of no fans in the stadium. Do you get what I mean? I just feel like these men, um, they, I, I know people like to talk about the decisions of prior regimes, but I think these men have <laughs> serious true, blood on their hands. We could have rectified this within last summer and this summer if they did the necessary. They talked about being ruthless. We've not seen any ruthlessness. They talked about players not going into the, the, the last two years of their contracts. That's, that's nonsense now. Do you get what I'm saying? Unless they're talking about this this weird extension that they're going to just do to everyone um, to, to, to protect their value, you know? So, um... honestly, and, and they talked about unprecedented and we, we've said this before, this, this summer was really, really a unique opportunity and Arteta has been heavily backed, as Sean said. Like, we've spent 150 million in the COVID-impacted market where the mainland Europe, they can't spend money, man. Their players are going for cheap. We could go in there and raid, you know. What do we do? We are spending money on after post Brexit English tax players. 
when we have Hell End, who I know is not the best academy in the land, but we produce some players that can play at the Premier League level or in around the Premier League level. Maybe we don't get the fees that Chelsea do. Maybe we don't get the fees that United's do, um, United do. But we're definitely producing enough players that can fill out and become squad players for, for, for Arsenal. So I don't get this whole homegrown bullshit. We could definitely use Hell End to, to make the quota. And we could go into Europe, France, Spain, Italy predominantly, and go in there and buy players for 20, 30 mil. And we could buy a lot of players. We need to get rid of players, not getting rid of these players. Ateta has convinced a number of players. Like, honestly, he's convinced so many players who we all said they need to be done now. They need to be ruthless and be gone. He's convinced them to stay. Give them even, give them even new contracts. Like, yeah, we joke about it, but... Ata and I do really give him contacts out to family members. This is it's, it's absolutely ridiculous, really. Cedric, a four-year deal. How old was he? 28, 29? Four years. That's, that's, his, that's his pension sorted. I'm no? just thinking, I just thought yeah. of another one. And Ketia as well, interesting. January, we, we we shut that down. Said we're not taking any offers to then him for him to not play a single minute, you know, post-January. Right. It's a guy whose stock was probably highest it was ever going to be off the back of a solid Europa League campaign. You know, um, where he's 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 plundered goals. You have a Premier League team interested in him, take the money and run. You know, and I just feel like they, they, they're actually paralyzed um in making decisions. You 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 can look at Arteta, because I know he has a lot of say in the players that stay and go, but he's a rookie manager, he's 38 years old, 39 years old, he's never been in charge um of a club like this. So that's where you go and take a step in charge up. of anything, man. Yeah, never you look at you, you take a step up, you look at the man who's supposed to be you know, setting the technical direction, the football direction of the club, the technical director in Edu. And you ask yourself, what's he doing? He's he's going jet skiing, you know, he's going barbecuing, he's he's having cigars with, with Don Raul. In diving off his boat in the mid in the middle of what is supposed to be an unprecedented summer. Like what is actually going on? What are they smoking over there at the Emirates? So <laughs> It's it's a it's 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 crazy scenes. Honestly, it's absolute crazy scenes. These men are put are run, running our club through the mud. And I think and I think it's one thing if you are just 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 to touch on um, German Dan's point about um, you know the, these post Brexit fees in the British market. But it's one thing if you're spending that money on top English talent. But evidently, we are not. Like it's not. We're we're not talking about the John Stones and the. Um, I don't know, Pickford's, like the, the England number ones. Do you know what I mean? We're talking about just like, just these bottom feeder players. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, you know, like Ramsdale is not, yeah, he's not, he's not someone where it makes any sense. I, I have, and, and I can't see it. I can't understand where this trend comes from. I can't see or think of any other Premier League club who would spend even half of what we're prepared to spend on Ramsdale on their number two. Um, I don't, I can't see it. So it, it really, you really, really, really have to ask questions about what's going on and who, who is really, really pulling these strings or allowing these things to happen um, at the moment at Arsenal. Cause it's, it's an absolute joke. Is there maybe something that we're not seeing because we are all very, very upset with most of the transfers that we've done for me. The only signing that I, I really get behind, I can get behind, is the Udegaard one. I think it's a good feeling for a good player, but we need way more, in my opinion. But the rest, even even the Conga, man, I like it, but it's like, are we, do we really have to spend 70 million on a Gunduizi replacement when we just got rid of one? You know, we got rid of 
of two players, Saliba and Gunduzi, replaced them with about 60, 70 million, yeah, in fees. And not sure 100% that these players that we bought instead of these players are better than them. So no, I think I've got no issue with Lukonga. I, I don't, I th and I think Gwenduzi, we know there was, there was an attitude issue there, but sure. actually, the, the player himself, the quality, I don't think that there was an issue about his quality. So, for, for me, I think Lukonga statistically, Lukonga is, is not moving the needle. I need signings yeah, that move the needle. I, think, I, think, I, yeah, I hear let that. Me but... Let me give you this scenario. Yeah, let mm -hmm. me give you the scenario. The scenario is you keep one of Serrera or Genduzi in your team, even one of them you can pick, right? And you play them and they take up a non-homegrown spot in, in your in your team and they're going to yeah, be no. your backup centre mid, yeah? And then you have 17, 17 rising to 20 million in your budget to go and spend elsewhere. What Or you can sign Lukonga and let one of them go and let them both go. Do you get what I'm saying? What, yeah. what, what do you do in that scenario? Now, if I could, I, I would have uh, used the money to spend on a different player and held one of them as a backup. Because mm. I yeah. think that's what I think that's what we're saying here. Because it's I think Lukonga's a good player. You know, yes, I think he's a good player. But you're 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 looking at it, and I get it. It's one for the future. Da, 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 da. But in terms of right now, what we can do right now in this window is that the best allocation of resources. I'm not sure. I know Torreira, Genduzi, they've had their own personal issues issues with the management so maybe it's not really one that could have been done but you know looking at the squad building these are things i think are valid questions to ask I've, i hear it it's just from the perspective where um german dan you said you can't get behind any of the set i think i, I can know. get behind odegaard i can get behind that's, that's the one i can get behind yeah, that's yeah the one I can get behind Lukonga. the rest of them i've got issue with because i say if we if we if we don't sign Lukonga, we probably don't let Willock go, but we're still very light on the group. We're still very light in midfield. That's an area of the pitch where we're lighting. So, um, you know, hypothetically, the Gwenduzi situation or Torreira, but Torreira, God knows where he is. And Gwenduzi's, you know, there's an attitude issue there. He's gone. So we've got El Nenny. We don't have Ceballos. We don't have, like, Do you know what I'm looking at, though, Shabs? I'm thinking. In midfield, we're very light there. So we need. Yeah, we needed a body, and I've, I've got no issue with that type of signing with that profile. I get that. If, if we're going to get business first, absolutely. Like, don't hear what I'm saying. I would have done the other yeah, business yeah. first and prioritized a starter, uh, you, you know, and relegated Chaka even to reserve and then consider my options there. But I don't like the thinking though, because. In, my, in the position we're in, we don't have we don't have space for Lukonga is a Europa League signing. That's a player that you sign who then plays in the Europa League. We are not in Europe. We need to sign players that are going to push for the first team or play in the first team. So for me, I'm getting rid of Gunduzi. I try to shift Torreira. I try to shift Elneny. Even if Xhaka extends, I'm buying Basuma because that's the player that's going to push Xhaka at, at the first level potentially. And then you still have you still have your backups that you can have. Like, you still can have Willock. You still can have Andy Mettenhouse as the backups. We're only playing one game a week. We don't need that many CMs. We don't need five CMs, you know? We we, we really only have to rely on four, if, if we're being honest. Um, so I, do, I don't I don't really see, even Lukonga, even though I like him, in this situation, it is, again, the wrong allocation of resources, given our circumstances, given the opportunity to actually push for the top four with only one game a week. 
why are we spending that money on on someone that is yeah it's a europa league player essentially for at least a year it's the lesser of two evils for me man because i don't want to see that i get it, i get it. It's a good yeah, way to, to talk well. about. I think there's two two more topics I want to touch on um, before wrapping up. Um, obviously, uh, Ramsdale isn't the only fee that apparently that we've agreed today. Um, Dan's touched on it. Um, talk about um, Odegaard, right? Who we have now brought in. Um, looks like it's going to be around thirty million pound. Uh, Sterling. Um, I think Leroy, um, it would be good to hear your thoughts on on what you what you think of this uh, this signing because you know I think you're a big fan of his. Um, I want to sort of get some elements of positivity out on this podcast. I know there's not much to be positive about, but um, let's 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 hear um, how you think uh, Erdegaard might might come in and, and improve us. I, I think Odegaard's a fantastic talent and I think he's a really good player. I feel that he showed that in, in flashes, obviously before his injury, and he wasn't really the same after his injury. But I feel he's a high-volume creator. He's fantastic technically, gives us good technical security. Um, and obviously Arteta has alluded to this and people have seen all the links and stuff. He talks and he's a, he's a leader on the pitch, especially in the attacking sense, which is something that we need. Um, he's got the final ball as well, which is really important. And his style of how he plays in, in terms of creativity and how he plays number 10 suits the players that we have, which is Aubameyang and Pepe, um, because the style that Emil Smith-Rowe plays doesn't particularly suit them as much in terms of finding them and feeding them to create chances. So I feel that he'll fit in very nicely and also works very hard, um, especially in this way that Arteta wants to play. I feel like he'll be fantastic in the 10 for us over a 38-game season. He's going to have ups and downs. He's, what, 22, 23 years old. And I feel that it's a good signing for the future as well because I feel like he's someone, again, who's going to get better and better and better. Um, I, I think it's a no-brainer. And I feel like if Arteta goes, no problem. I, I feel like he's one of those kind of relatively universal players, particularly in a team like Arsenal who doesn't have a lot of star quality, that he, he, most coaches will want to use him. Fair mm. mm. play. Um, Sean, anything you wanted to add? You're on mute. Yeah, so so obviously I said at the time he, he wasn't my first choice preference, but um, that there are a couple things like, um, yeah, I do feel we need a, a high volume chance creator. So the type of 10 he is, I think he can, um, and we saw it towards the back end of last season anyway, him and ESR don't impact each other um, at all. You know, they can dovetail well because ESR is the type who drifts to create overloads and combines, whereas obviously Odegaard is more of a classical 10 who likes to occupy central zones and he likes to thread a lot of through balls. Um, in behind, whether that's straight through to the strike or in behind the fullback. And I think as Leroy alluded to, that suits, you know, the forwards who want to attack space. Um, and that's always, you know, Aubameyang and Pepe. So, and I think that there was a couple towards the end of the season where, you know, Odegaard got a couple. There was one he got um, at home to Brighton where he fed through, Pepe ran onto it and Pepe finished. Then there was one, you know, away to Palace where it was a sort of Ozil type ball um, across and, you know, Martinelli anticipated. So I think, yeah, sorry, we mentioned Obra and Pepe. I think Martinelli's another type who will probably benefit um, as he likes to attack space as well. So, you know, that there are, we need to diversify our way of attacking as a team because obviously at the moment, you know, I think everyone knows it's going to come through Tierney. So if we have, um, you know, 
Odegaard, who likes to drift to the right half space. Um, you know, ESR can drift to the left half space to combine with Tierney, as we saw against Tottenham. So it's about just making ourselves more of a direct threat as a team. Um, obviously, I also said part of the reason he wasn't my first choice was because I feel like he needs to be more productive. So that's where I'll be looking for more of an uplift from him this season. Um, he'll need to, you know, I'm looking for about five goals from him, which I think is feasible. He got two in six months here. So, you know, I think you can account for, to, to, to double that um, over the course of the season. I don't think that's unrealistic at all. Um, but yeah, I think we need, you know, obviously assists, I said 10, but obviously that's hard to quantify based on the forward, the forwards finishing the chances you create. So um, I'll just need him to create at a high volume. Um, so hopefully we see that, we see that level of consistency. Obviously he's still young as well. So, um, but I think it's generally, I'm not upset. I, I think, you know, we've complained about a lot of signings, but I think we can all probably get behind and agree that Erdegaard is a very, very good signing. Um, I know obviously a lot of people did prefer Madison, but, and myself, I was included on that, but 70 million for Madison is a lot of money and you've got Odegaard for over, um, cheaper by half of that and you know um, some of the statistics that they did comparatively um, actually fared well he, in Odegaard's favour in terms of creativity but obviously we'll need to see him improve his output so that's that's the kind of main thing for me but overall conclusion I'm, I'm happy with the signing I'm not unhappy with that one at all um, especially at that price yeah fair play fair play Dan uh, Shabs anything you wanted to add for me I don't want um I don't want the club to make the same mistake with Erdegaard that they did with Ozil. Um, Erdegaard, again, like, you know, very, he's a, he's a quite a similar number 10 for me. Um, you know, he's, he's good at finding space um, in those central zones, in those, um, you know, in those um, internal spaces um, higher up the field. I think that we, really 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 need midfielders and players who can find him in space and get the ball into him quick we know that arsenal don't play like that we know that we really struggle to play like that there are a few players who can really um speed up the tempo i think Partey is one of those players who can um find Erdegaard. i think emil smith role can do so and can link him with him well but other than that i am I'm, I'm i'm yet to see it in terms of our midfield so you know, I think he's a fantastic signing. I think the boy can do fantastic things for us, but we have to play in a way which really, really, um, you know, is designed to get the best out of him. And for me, that's on the coach. Um, you know, Arteta's been here for a very long time now. He needs to start finding solutions. So we need to start seeing a different type of football, especially attacking football. So fantastic signing, but I'm not, I'm not I'm not expecting it to change our fortunes just yet. You know, I think it's one of the few things that need to happen for me before I can really get behind it. Cause I think you know, there is also that risk, and this way I'm being measured, of well, of of the club and this style of football turning early guard into a bum. You know, he's not the type of player who can grab a game by a scruff of his neck, you know. Um I think we saw it a little bit in the West Ham game where he just said, All right, cool, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the game, but other than that, there weren't very many games where there were games where he done good stuff. Um, his quality is evident, but there weren't games where and it's not his playing style where he says, "All right, I'm going to go and get this game and take it to the opposition. I'm going to go out there on my own and try to make things happen, try to be the spark, try to be the catalyst." So, I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, I do think there were um, glimpses from Odegaard. 
um, over the course of the season. I think he was really sort of ramping up going into that international break. Then it seemed that he got injured and then um, that Liverpool game, they they basically pammed him to dust um, after he got that ankle injury. So um, I don't want to be too, too down on him um, because I think we all recognise that this guy has got some obvious, obvious quality. Um, you know, you're watching the comps again of the games uh, that he did play in that Arsenal shirt and there definitely were um, a lot of positives, a lot of skill, um, a lot of technique that we, we are severely lacking um, in our attack. And I think he was part of the reason why, you know, sort of Pepe looked better towards the end of the season. Um, so hopefully that can continue. And I feel like now that he's, you know, sort of acclimatised to playing, he's played the last six months, he's had a pre-season, he's joining the place where he knows the manager loves him, he knows that um, he's got the faith of his teammates, etc. Um, that he can now sort of put his roots down and, and, and start to shine and start to grow and develop into the player that um, people thought he might be when he was, you know, 16 years old and going to Real Madrid. So um, I, 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 he definitely wouldn't have been um, my first choice, but he probably would have been my first choice back in January. So um, I'm going to trust myself but, or the old me that um, I had I had good talent ID and and feel like he can still come in here and, and do the business. So um, the last topic that I want to touch on is obviously outgoings, right? Um, and I think we'll just quickly go down the list and you, man, tell me whether you think they're going to end up going, staying. Uh, and when, when we say when we say going, whether you think that's going to be permanent or alone, and then whether you think they're going to stay at the club, because um, there's a long list. Yeah, so I'm going to start with this guy who has been basically on holidays just for, for months and months, didn't join the club back in pre-season, taking photos and posting photos of him in a theme park in the middle of Arsenal matches, um, Lucas Torreira. Uh, so he's had a, he had a terrible year last year. I think he played less than like 500 minutes. I think he played less football than Reese Nelson um, last season, which is a bit of a joke. Um, but he he I, I don't really know where he is. He's, he's in Spain somewhere. So um, Leroy, I'll start with you. Um, do you think he's going to go or stay? And if he's if he goes, do you think it's going to be permanent or alone? I think he'll go alone. I don't think the clubs are going to. What would buy him can really afford him at the moment. They ain't got no peace. Um, and we're really backed into a corner because it's basically impossible that he gets reintegrated into the team as long as Arteta's manager. Um, so, yeah, it's what it is. And I think he's a good player and I feel like he'll do a hell of a lot better of a job than Elneny. And I feel that like he can contribute to the first team. But what, when, when, when does his contract expire? Two years. Two years. So, so 2023. Okay, so next year will be the last. He'll have one year left on his deal. And uh, then we'll yeah, give him a deal to protect his value. <laughs> we're down. We're down bad, man. We're down, we're down, we're down, bad, we're down horrendously. Man. That brother ain't going nowhere, man. He's going to run his contract down. He's going to enjoy doing it. He, he's absolutely taking the fucking piss. Whatever way you want to think about it. But you know what? I don't blame him. Nah, I actually respect it, you know. He's saying, fuck out uh, with, with yeah. my whole chest. This brother done me dirty for no reason. He's taking Terrera is taking the piss right now. But I don't blame him. I'm not even mad at him. I'm not mad. He's taking the fucking piss. But cool. <laughs> uh, good for you, brother. 
Yes. It's actually, it's actually crazy if you just think about what, what's happening right. because there's not really a reason for him to like where where does this ever happen? You know? That Bro. It's 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 actually and, and it's not being highlighted anywhere. I was gonna say I don't understand why the journalists are not asking where the fuck Herrera is. Yeah, where is he? He's like, <laughs> they, they get thrown at the presser. They know better than to ask them questions there, they'll get thrown at the presser. But <laughs> but um yeah, man. Like again, this is another. This is another one. You know that seems to be manufactured by um, Arteta, where there's just a hostile relationship. But you know, but 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 no one's talking about that. Mm. Come on, man. Yeah, I, I agree. Loan, loan like Leroy. I agree with that. Yeah, everyone loan. Loan, loan. Like, mm. like loan. Okay. Um, next one. Um, Ainsley Maitland Nows. Yeah. When's, 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 when's his deal up? Uh, next year, next season, isn't it? Or is it 20? I, don't know. I think he's got. I think he's got some time is, on his deal. Has he still got two years on his deal? Okay. Yeah, that's another. That's another loan. <laughs> we ain't gonna sell him. Who's who's buying him? Yeah. We rejected oh, the fifteen from twenty twenty three. Yeah. Twenty twenty three. Okay. Yeah. He's going on. He might go on loan with like an option or an obligation. That's the best that will happen in his scenario. I don't see anyone coming in now doing a straight sell. He's been he's been available. He's been on the market all summer. Not one bid. Not one bid. Boy, the thing is with that, I don't. Do you do we do we reckon Arsenal putting a ridiculous price tag on them though? If they are, I, stupid. I, I'm surprised that there's no office for. But I think they've done that with everybody because we've had bids and we just haven't accepted them. Um, uh, but, 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 but have we had bids? I know we had bit, a lot of bids last summer that we rejected, yeah. but I don't really recall there being, like last summer, we know we had bids for like Lacar, Bellerin, Ainsley, and we said no to all of them, which was stupid because now I don't think there's been a single bid for any of them this summer. Do you know what I mean? Oh, so, right. Brighton were interested and we said 20 mil. Bruv, you're not getting 20 mil. Yeah, but right now, Eddie can sign a, a pre-contract in 10 months' time. I mean, yeah, Eddie can leave on a free in 10 months' time, which I think is absolutely outrageous. We've had various points that we could have sold in Ketia. Various, various points. Not, not even 10 months. He can sign it from Jan, isn't it? From Jan. Yeah, yeah. I that's for foreign, 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 club. foreign club. Yeah, it's only for foreign clubs, but yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. He, might get, he might get a good offer. So, so what are we saying? Loan for Maitland-Niles as well? Yeah, I'll say loan with, with maybe an option with Ainsley. I, I, I'm going to... I think Ainsley might go on a permanent because that's gonna. I think that's gonna be more moving in the Premier League, yeah, and there was a bit that. of interest in him. I think his price tag might might scare the likes of Southampton, Brighton, and Leicester off. But if there's late movement and they then might lose some of their players, they might come back in for him. So I'm gonna be I'm gonna be optimistic and say Maitland is gonna leave on um on a permanent transfer, and we know he wants to leave. So yeah. I think Southampton's potentially a shot. I, I think they just bagged the belly for Dan Juma, innit? So they've got some cash. So in, and that, uh, that that was that was Bournemouth, bro. Oh, it was oh yeah, it was Bournemouth. Yeah. What am I yeah. thinking? What am I thinking? <laughs> Bournemouth, that, yeah, but that might tell um. But they got they got they got Ings, they got Danny Ings cash. They got the they? Danny Ings cash. They got That's Danny Ings cash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got the Danny Ings cash. Yeah, yeah, different coast. But um. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think German Dan's right. I think there's a potential with Ainsley that if there's some movement in the British market, um, it could, it could, it could, it could happen. It could happen. Yeah, fair, fair play. Next one, Hector Bellerin. 
willing to take a pay cut to leave Arsenal. Um, He's actually begging to leave. <laughs> Do you know what? I'm going to commend him for that, you know, because obviously... Yeah, respect. Other men are, are here. They're willing to, you know, sort of ride the bench, take the piece, um, and and earn well. You know, Be- Bellerin, he's got his extracurricular activities, but clearly um, he's still focused on his football. He wants to go out and play uh, somewhere, get into that Spain squad. Apparently, I mean, I'm not going to comment on the likelihood of that, but, but but I respect him, you know, for for trying and thinking that it's possible. You know, that's a good mentality to have. So. He he he's been offered a, a contract as well. You know, everyone's getting contracts for for whatever. You know, everyone's getting contracts. But I've heard the match rates. And and the thing is, I think he was he was linked to Villarreal. He was. I know they said his agent was in Spain, scouring these clubs see if he can get an offer. And Villarreal, they've gone out and spent twenty five m's on 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 someone today. Um, so I'm looking at this and I'm saying this guy's willing to pay take a pay cut to join any club. And they didn't want to pay the price. So either Arsenal slapped a stupid fee on his head um, or they're just not rating, man. Um, so so what do we think here? Um, loan, late loan or, or permanent deal? I don't think he's going anywhere. I can't lie to you. He's not going to place. I don't think he's going nowhere, boy. Because in, Inter Milan was the major link here and then man went and spent 13 million euros on Dumfries, boy. Dumfries. He's not, I don't think he's going anywhere. Actually, I, I don't see who's coming in to bid for him. That one, this one is probably one of the one that annoys me the most because I don't see why we were rejecting 25 mil from PSG last summer. I actually don't yeah. see why we were rejecting that money. No, that, money was that, man, that was PSG didn't want to put the money down. They wanted him on loan option. Are you sure? I swear yeah, I saw an article. Nah, it, wasn't, it wasn't a cash bid. It was not I, a cash I, bid. I bet you, I bet you, um, this year we asked again for 20 million plus for him, which is why Inter just went with Dumfries. We had a good Euros, so like you know what, you man, fuck yourself and that. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that happening. I think we we probably still ask for the twenty five. You know, stupid, stupid people, bro. Whereas you know, fifteen M's, I will take that and and run to be honest with oh, you. Man, I, I'll take ten mil, five mil, ten mil, like whatever. Like, get them out. Give me a change, like <laughs> that's it. Because we just need to get rid. So what they're all earning big is, money as well. Where Bellerin stays. Yeah, so. yeah, I, yep. I, yeah. I think I think Bellerin will stay. I don't think he's going anywhere. I don't see who's who's going to pay for him. Might even get a new contract, as he said. The offer. Yeah, there. I feel like he might end up staying and signing a new contract. That is so so peak. Um, right, this list it doesn't get any shorter. You know, um, Reese Reese Nelson. You know, uh, back from the wilderness, thrust on to try and save the game against Brentford. Um, he's got, he's 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 going on loan to Palace. And he's, yeah. and he's going to get extended contract for a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. not existing value like every other player. Yeah. Is the value for players that we can't sell for peanuts? All right, cool. End up, end up spending more money on them in the long run as well. But how, how, like, how crazy is it yeah, that he was actually our second sub on the weekend? Like, I know you're missing players, but is that not madness? After he couldn't, he literally couldn't buy a minute last year. He wasn't even getting his squads. First game of the season, second sub, come save the game. That, uh, I think it's desperation, but I, I think it, well, it... To be fair, though, is it is, is it Shavs? Because he, he willingly left William at home. Yeah, I don't, I, I, and I couldn't even tell you what the reasons were for. I, I, I didn't even realize Will, that William, William posted a snap in the gym when we were about to kick off. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, you see, I wasn't even following the game on Friday, but 
Mm. You know, um, a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about this. I touched on it and I said, um, what options does he have uh, out wide during preseason? So who's he really going to... He had to kind of use Eddie and Balogun and Aubameyang and all of that out wide because we, we, we don't have options there. So this early in the season, um, you know, Saka's still trying to get back into fitness. Um, ESR was used in the 10. So... Pepe was already on the pitch. Who else is he going to use? So the guy, the guy that he gave him, the guy that he gave him for your deal. I still yeah, think I William think is probably bad than Reese Nelson. You know, I don't think it's well. I don't think it means anything. I don't think it means anything. I, I, I honestly don't. I think he'll be gone, and yeah, on loan, some some way, shape, or form, he'll be he'll be away from the club. He'll be foolish to stay as well. He should be doing everything he can for a move away in any capacity. Yeah, yeah. facts. Fair play. Um, fair play. Um, Eddie Nketia, next one up. So he's obviously, I think, injured actually um, until September. So yeah, he ain't going nowhere. I, I feel like if someone bid 10 mil for him, we have to accept that, bro. Quick. Brother, five. We have to, we have to accept, bro. Imagine we probably could, we could have got maybe 20 mil from West Ham for Eddie and Jan. We could have maybe got that, bro, or close to that. Yeah, now, 15 plus five, I think. Yeah, we, we could have got, like, I don't think we're getting anything for, for Eddie. I'd, how is he going? He's injured. I mean, to be fair, that's not going to stop him because you can still pass a medical injured. So if someone really wanted him, they could bid for him in it. But I don't see who, who's going to bid I for struggle Eddie. to see where he could, would go. I, I think he's going to wait. Brighton are apparently looking at Edward as well. They haven't signed. But yeah. He wants, he wants to hire high, high wages, apparently. So... Mm. Oh, Edward. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, Brighton seems an obvious choice for him. Mm. I know West Ham, I think Moyes likes a bit more of a target man sort of striker, but I don't know, man. I I, I struggle with this. I really struggle with because we can't loan him. His contract is up next summer. So I feel like last week of the season, a couple of these Prem teams might take a punt. Yeah. Do you know what? I feel like, do you know what? I could even see him at like a Southampton. They just actually they just signed a they got that Adam Armstrong. Yeah, they just signed Adam Armstrong in it. Okay, maybe maybe maybe, maybe, maybe they won't go for him. Um, I could definitely see Bright. I don't think Brighton can afford to go into the season without signing a striker. Um, I think West Ham definitely wanted um, a striker, and they've been interested with him in the past because they wanted Tammy Abraham, and he's obviously gone to Roma as well. Hmm. Um, so, um, so maybe. I can see. I can see. Actually, yeah, I think he'll go. I think this is going to be a last-minute one. I think he'll go to somewhere for very cheap. But I think you yeah. might sell. I think you might sell him. Because I think, as well, um, as part of that Balogun deal, you know, promising him a pathway, etc. They've got the same agent, so I think they definitely saw a move in the card for Enketia. At some point, otherwise, I don't and, really and, see and also, and also, remember, they said that we tried to offer Eddie a new deal, and he said no. Eddie rejected yeah. it in it. So I feel like, actually, yeah, yeah, because of that, I feel like Eddie will go. I'm not sure where, but I feel like last minute he's going to go somewhere. So that's probably one of the only guys I think will. Yeah, I think we'll sell him. Yeah, I, I like how you guys have been a bit optimistic on the Eddie one, and I, as a as same as with Ainsley Mertens, I think there could be movement for English players, but. I think Eddie's contract situation, having one deal, I don't see. I kind of feel like a club will just wait it out and grab him for free. So, but yeah, I hope you guys are right. Maybe, maybe. Right. Um, just two left. Two left. Uh, 
said Kalasinac. Uh, I think we're going to pay him off to leave. I think we're going to give him away for like free because of his wages, which are like over 100k. Where I don't think we're going to get any transfer fee for him. If it's to go to like Fernabachi to join Ozil, we'll just probably do what we did with the ovens and just cancel his contracts. Yeah, spawn. He's gone for the battery. And we're I, I thought, for, yeah, I think yeah, we're going to pay him off. I thought we'll pay the last year of his contract and he'll yeah. dip. Yeah. That's and it makes sense, with. man. Just, just, cut, just cut your loss, man. Yeah. Let's get him out. Yeah. Fair play. Um, and last one, Runa Runison. I ain't leaving for shit, man. I think he's, yeah, he's going to go alone. We, we can't sell him. We can't sell him because oh, of his wages. He's not going to get registered, though, surely. Bro, they gave him like 40 bags a week. We gave him like 40 bags, bro. That That's his... We're giving him a meal ticket. Because if we get <laughs> if we get Ramsdale, and yeah. uh, we know Oconquo is going to be the third keeper, isn't he? Yeah, but that's why I said, that's why I think they'll loan, they'll loan it. He'll go on loan somewhere. Well, nah, I don't, what, what's the what's the um, currency in Iceland, bro? Is it Krona or something? Bro, <laughs> yeah, I'm Krona, yeah. I was going to say, if I'm I'm chilling, bro. Bro, he's I got his retirement. That contract is his retirement. He's, he's, he's kids. Fuck everything. He's, he's not leaving for shit. He is seeing why? that contract if it kills him. Why is he getting? Why is he getting forty k a week? I don't because know. we're a stupid bro. team, bro. We are a stupid club. You can bro. give him. You can actually give him. Like I think, you know, school. The, what's it? The school. The academy he was getting 6k a week at Dijon, I think. <laughs> or you just double that. Just double it. Yeah. You can offer him, the thing is, you can offer him the same wage. It's Arsenal, bro. No, this is one thing I don't understand. We it's seem true. to have, like, we have to give people an Arsenal wage. We don't even yeah, look. Yeah, yeah. When you look, when you men go to an interview, one of the first questions they ask you if they want to give you the job, what's your salary? <laughs> and you obviously lie and double it. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. but these, man, we know what they're on. Like, you could just say, look, you're on six, yeah? If you want to move to us, we're Arsenal. You're going to get the platform. Hold 15 and just stay there. But no, we're like, uh, our second choice goalkeeper gets 35 to 40, so we'll give you 40. Like, it don't make sense. It don't make no sense. Yeah, we're giving him the Arsenal giving him London living wage. Bro, we're just charities. Charities. It's actually hard because that P is crazy, especially if he's on six. I think you offer him eight and say, you're moving you're moving from Dijon to Arsenal like get serious here you'd be like hold that hold that hold that alright Runa's gonna hit the belly you know imagine earning 40k and having no pressure to perform it's wild no 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 but you actually need to deep it bro we went to Dijon and we didn't even buy their first choice goalkeeper bro we did their second choice we're a stupid club bro and we gave the 1.5 mil that's how much we spent yeah, it's crazy. Oh, you know what? As a club, we're not as a club, yeah. We're not making it to heaven, bro. We, yeah, we are we're, we're not we're not we're not making it to heaven, bro. All, all yeah, he knows is sweeten the pot. Oh, that's all he knows, man. Gotta sweeten the pot. That's all he knows. Just putting some extra racks on something that he does need to put no racks on, man. <laughs> Fucking barbecue yeah. grill bitch. It's actually it's nasty like, what's going on at this club, man. Yeah. Very nasty, but um yeah, I think we're going to leave it there for this week. That was the crisis yeah. meeting. Um, I don't know if we came up with any solutions, but we we got to vent. We got to vent, and couple of obvious solutions, though. Sorry, there's there's there are two very obvious solutions, but you know, let me just yeah. heads um, heads get heads heads need to roll, Shabs. Yeah, yeah, but let's get to Sunday. Let's let's talk about Sunday, and then we'll we'll they'll hear the obvious solutions there. Yeah, so Especially yeah, we got we got best solutions for you, man. We're hoping that Lukaku. 
doesn't finish us, yeah, where fingers crossed. He does have a good record against yeah. us. I think it's like um, Lukaku against Pablo. Lukaku against Pablo yeah. Mari is scary, bro. Who goes in fifteen though against Arsenal? Lukaku. That, that's yeah, but bro, wait, wait, which Arsenal are we talking about? Because this Arsenal is not <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah Arsenal, 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 is. Is. They said Lukaku's coming for Ben White privilege. Yes. <laughs> 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 Um, okay, so yes, after straight after the Chelsea um Arsenal game, we're going to be talking about the game, but you can come and watch it with us um at the live show. So, the, all of the details is going to be on the Touchy Gunas Twitter account. Um, make sure, make sure, make sure you grab your ticket to that. This is not an event to be missed. Obviously, there's going to be jokes flying. There's going to get a free drink in the price, including the price of the ticket. There's going to be lots of banter, and it's not just going to be us that you're going to get to bow. So, obviously, um, we want you there. We want to meet a lot of you, a lot of the patrons, a lot of the regular listeners. We want to meet and interact with you, and this is the opportunity um, for you to get to, to sort of meet us, talk to us, call us out on our bullshit as well, um, and bow on Leroy's head, even though... He promises he, he he might not he might not hold that you might have to hold a bow from him as well. So, yeah, I, I mean I'm dead serious, bro. I'm, I'm not coming anywhere near me, bro. I can't lie to you. Um, but yeah, thanks everyone for listening. Um, make sure you drop a like on the video. Make sure you drop a comment. Follow us on all the socials and buy a ticket for the live show on Sunday. Thanks for listening. Peace. Podcast Network.